0: That's in his game, his whole career. But look at him smiling. We go, My <laughs> Welcome to another episode of The Long Two. I am Pete Rogers, he is Natty Wallach, and we are the least efficient fantasy basketball podcast you'll ever hear, but we get the job done. Natty, real, actual basketball is being played right now as we record this. How excited are you?
1: I'm all anxious. I'm all a flutter. Butterflies. It's uh, it's crazy that the first game of the World Series is, is on the is same. On
0: this, I know. You think that so, they would time that better? You think that all of the professional leagues would get together in one giant conference room and be like, Hey, so do you guys mind if we block out this day as the start of the NBA? Cool. 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 Which is, as long as the world series, we'd love to have Wednesday. I think that's a meeting that needs to happen. Yeah. I don't know. I mean,
1: they all sort of crisscross each other. So maybe there's just like an understanding, like, listen, man, in the postseason, the schedules are what the schedules are. Like we can't do anything about it. If we crowd you out, sorry. Um, it would be it'll be interesting to oh well the game so the West Coast game, the second game tonight in the NBA is uh Clippers Lakers, right? Yeah. So it would be interesting if that were the game that was matched up against the World Series and then you like what the ratings would be, like who mm. watched what. Yeah. Um but you know, Raptors versus Pelicans, don't I, I especially sort of without Zion.
0: Like, yeah, exactly. He's out.
1: Ugh, yeah my god jesus
0: i really so sad i mean we don't want to spend too much time on I mean, I mean we have lots of other things that we need to get to on today's pod to to dedicate too much time talking about zion plus it's not old news now but you know everyone's had their opinions and since we're only weekly we can only say so much in a timely manner but it would be <laughs> uh it would be a bummer if if his career is thwarted because of knees if he is another greg odin <laughs> kind of want to be like
1: breaking news it was all a joke he's fine breaking he's news he's in and he just back. dunked
0: on the living yeah. shit
1: out of pascal siakam tune in to the log too <laughs> for constant <laughs> updates um i heard recently that he was like 175 pounds as a freshman in high school and now he's like 2 And and he's so big He's only 6'6 six, six or 6'7. Six, yeah, you know, he's not 6'9.
0: But, um, but he's, like,
1: 280 right now. But it's, I mean, it's sort of no wonder that a dude that grew that fast, at, like, I mean, mm. Jesus, are his bones okay? Whatever. This is yeah. all, you know what, dude? Like, injuries happen. You can't fucking read too much into it, especially when you're young. I mean, it's a meniscus, so, like, it sucks. It absolutely sucks. Uh, but it's also sort of, you know, like everyone's talking about like, Oh, well he plays so explosively and he plays so hard. And you know, this is like the kind of injury that occurs when that happens. So I like, I'm not surprised. I'm just like really, really, really sad.
0: Yeah. Well, so is all of sports and basketball, since the NBA clearly was ready for this to be the highlight, uh, the marquee matchup to start the season, just be like, all right, guess what? Zion is here for the national stage, but, uh, hasn't happened quite yet. Um, but let's, uh, since the season is starting, it only makes sense for us to wildly predict how the season will end. Uh, and so let's, let's talk <laughs> right. way too early. Fast fantasy. Forward. Exactly. Let's, let's ignore everything that's happened this season, uh, and everything that will happen this season. And, uh, let's talk way too early playoff predictions. starting and we'll start in the East. We'll go bottom to top Natty. Who do you have as your eighth seed this year in the East?
1: <sighs>
0: well, okay. Let me qualify this.
1: (laughs) I had this team as the worst playoff team. Like if it were just a 16 seed. Sure. Sure. Bracket. Like this was the team that I thought would be the worst. And now I'm convinced of it because Blake Griffin is already hurt. Mm, Yes. Uh, And he's going to miss like maybe through the first week of November, which uh, that's not, you know, a death knell, but, uh, a lot of other Pistons are troublingly injured too, I believe. And so, Brightside, maybe it's Sikudumbuya time, and let's just see what the young man can do. Hell yeah, fantasy boyfriend. Um, but let's say that Blake, like, it's just sort of soreness, and he just needs a few more weeks, and when he comes back, he's fine. Uh, I do think that the Pistons with Drummond and Blake, and hopefully a competent reggie jackson if not good because now he's had more reps with everybody and he seems healthy uh i i think that's a better trio than the other two teams that i had vying for it which were orlando and indiana i have both of those teams
0: out of the playoffs wow you have indiana out of the playoffs interesting i do okay all right all right so you have the pistons as but i mean now shit like that seems it. so stupid like <laughs> you know oh like
1: blake's injured again just like everybody thought he would be so like why isn't orlando in there what i do think Orlando's better than indiana because i'm not really sure that indiana starts strong mm, and okay. so if that happened i know they just gave money to bonus, but like you could see that team selling off spare parts sure. pretty quickly i think
0: yeah no, you oh, yeah. Def- yeah my eighth seed i'm i'm filling a narrative here it's a narrative that i have uh, established on this podcast love narrative i love narratives man i'm all about that shit and this is the zach levine scoring champion narrative who carries this uh chicago bulls into the eighth seed for the uh for the east this year sure
1: uh they're my seventh seed so oh, uh, snap. you know
0: i yeah i so agree you definitely with you. agree I with love me. that team this year yeah, no, with Lori Markinen and with uh Wendell Carter Jr., I think that's a solid core of three players that you can then and then Otto Porter Jr., he's still there, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is a legit. I'm uh I'm now my narrative has changed from from Zach Levine carrying this team to this team comfortably <laughs> making it as the eighth seed as they rightfully should. Well, I think that this team is really attractive right now. Um, people don't really
1: know the players nationally mm-hmm. and it's just sort of all of a sudden the bulls seem interesting um they're all likable players which i think really helps that's yeah, that's seem cool yeah and jim boylan the coach who uh at least i have made a ton of fun of uh everyone now is saying that he's like this really good coach <laughs> so we're in it yeah so like let's see i the east is wide open and i do sort of think that a team with um a lot of talent and a high floor of competence i think Mm -hmm. is what we'll show this year uh i think they're just going to get a lot of good practice and good reps against garbage yeah and um that's just gonna you know help them i don't feel like they'll you know, advance past the first round. No, but but, <laughs> but they'll make it
0: into the dance and that's what matters. Dude, and
1: like Chris Dunn is there as a trade asset and maybe you trade somebody else too. Like, I, I thought you I were going to they... try to make
0: a pitch to me of Chris Dunn resurrecting his career. And I was like, okay, let's well, let calm it down also, a little bit. That would
1: help you with your narrative, right? That like the redemption tour plan. would be
0: super cool.
1: Like what True. if Chris Knife Dunn comes back and he's like, fuck Kobe White. I don't know who this Tomas <laughs> guy is. This is my team. And um, I'm riding till I die with it that would be so great i mean like obviously fuck the bulls forever and they don't deserve to win anything ever again uh especially uh, while michael jordan is alive and he's not gonna die sure, so sure sure
0: he's immortal yeah, no no no. they've yeah. had their fun no i got it. No, it no no yeah, they destroyed cool, 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 my cool. franchise i had to watch cool, 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 cool. no that's fair that's fair uh all right so you but the anyway at- they're my seventh team yeah, so, so you might as the well bulls say your seven. seventh team. yeah so my seventh i have the nets Uh, I think that we've seen this. I mean, this is a super young core who's played really well. And again, you're getting the same thing where Kyrie is getting introduced to this young core and how will it all coalesce and work together. I think it's going to be more successful than the Celtics experiment. But I also just think that even the addition of Kyrie just immediately makes you a playoff contender, especially in the East. So I can't have them not finish in the uh, top eight.
1: Well, this is going along swimmingly because they're my sixth team. So, (laughs) All right, well, the
0: sixth (laughs) team is is great transitions. My sixth team is the Pacers, so this makes sense why we're kind of one off all the way because you have have the uh, Pistons sneaking in and knocking the Pacers out, and then I have the Pacers as a sixth seed. It's, I mean, obviously predicated solely on Victor Oladipo coming back healthy and being the Victor Oladipo we saw pre-injury and 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 faith in I mean another guy who we've talked a lot about faith in Miles Turner becoming taking that big step forward and kind of becoming one of these next elite you know offensive scoring defensive rim protecting bigs who are kind of taking over the league yeah
1: I think the team first of all I'm not sure I totally agree with you. I think if Brogdon grows into his uh, new role, and I think if Sabonis and Turner work, figure out how to work together, and I think that they can, I think that team could be pretty dangerous. Like, because that's three dudes that they know as what a six. doing a You are don't even good. have him in the playoffs. Don't correct me. Well, like, yeah, oh, because I it. fucking don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like also i mean
1: ugh, god the pistons sweet jesus they're just anyway this is, this is
0: the moral of the story is the pistons as a Pistons fan and i totally mm. respect this move because it's hard not they're just corrupting your whole eastern playoff ranking like your whole your strategy because you can't not because you're a pistons fan and i totally get that and then okay. when you try to defend other things you're just like fuck these pistons they're really messing with everything <laughs>
1: I mean, I can absolutely give you the downside for every East team. It's really easy to do. Um, Even the strongest team, which I think is Philadelphia, like, they they do have lacks. It's not really, like, holes. But, you know, like, everyone underneath, I don't know, maybe everyone underneath Brooklyn, like, Brooklyn is a playoff team for sure. Definitely. They went there without Kyrie. Now they have Kyrie. Kyrie is better than D'Angelo Russell. Yes. If they don't make the playoffs, it it is Kyrie's fault unless he gets injured.
0: But, right. like, but even that's if crazy. he gets injured, you've seen, I mean, because they right. made it last year no. without, without. Um, I mean, who was injured for them? Karis LeVert. Karis yeah. LeVert, exactly.
1: Yeah. And uh, he's back and Uh, he was going to be an all-star before he got injured also go blue Um, and Torian Prince is there and he's super good Um, they still have Joe Harris Brooklyn Joe you know got to hit those threes baby dude and if if DeAndre is like committed to being a defensive force and like he has an understanding with Jared Allen like we're you know you're obviously young and the future like we're going to share this um i i don't know i i think that team has a lot of promise and you know i live in brooklyn (laughs) i watch a lot of nets games i do really enjoy the team the mayor is one of my fantasy boyfriends but uh i i just think that team fits well together Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. they have a dude at every position and they're like in their natural position. Maybe Torian Prince shouldn't be a power forward, but uh, they they have dudes. It's a well put together team.
0: Yep. Uh, All right. Who's your fifth in the East? Okay. My fifth is Boston.
1: Okay. All right. All right. They, this is another well-constructed team. I know a lot of people have problems with it, um, especially with the centers, but I sort of feel like if you put everybody's depth chart next to each other, Boston's ranks up there is pretty fucking solid. Like they have dudes everywhere. No disagreements here. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I mean, they have three elite wings. They have two elite guards and they have three centers that sort of do different things. Mm -hmm. And um, as followers of this pod will know, I think centers are fairly fungible. So I think having different ones is a Mm -hmm. good idea. And, you know, uh, Brad Stevens is supposed to be a good coach and the Eastern Conference is supposed to suck and they didn't lose anyone except the dude that everyone blamed for torpedoing their season. So why the fuck shouldn't they be good?
0: Right. Yeah. No. And and I think I mean, you were talking about it a little bit earlier. I think that. The top five teams, I think, so I when I give you my guys, you'll obviously have some bias. You'll be calling me out on some things. But I just want to clarify and say that I think once you get past, like, the Pacers in my rankings, but, you know, the Nets for you, just past that 16, I think five through three will be all kind of, like, battling it out just to get final – final position final seeding leading up to the playoffs and then there's a the clear one and two. I so like I'm going to say that as a qualifier. Mm. I have the Raptors <laughs> as my fifth my fifth seed uh this year in the playoffs. First of all, I mean just to make proof my point, they're currently losing to the Pelicans at halftime, so I mean <laughs> need I say more? Um but I think that I think that again, this is really tight the the fifth fourth and third seed for me is all really tight and i think the raptors are still a very good team and i think that mm-hmm. there is a lot that they have to offer and they have a lot of young guys who they're going to be i mean basically it's pascal Sion this team rides and dies with him and so it's how much of a step can he take in his whatever third year and you know
1: they have a lot of young guys there and then they also have uh like three old dudes that know what they're doing right uh marcus all has played a lot of basketball over the past year because you know he played fiba right after playing through the finals and um it's a little bit like i would just give him like the first couple of games off but whatever um this team is vintage toronto by which i mean that it's well put together they're good players and you could see them making a trade to get better, but you could also see them dismantling it right away. Right, like right. as soon as they if, if go
0: south, they could just be like, all right, we're selling everything or we're going to build, you know, we're going to now become yeah. kind of a, not a, yeah, be a lottery team.
1: And they even have uh, like them taking a chance on Stanley Johnson was really smart because mm-hmm. he and OG and Anubi can hopefully they're just good defensive wings. And if their offense develops, then it's just found money right um it's you know obviously not the best team i've ever seen but if siakam gets better or even just maintains and uh you get anything from the other dudes like fvv's still there you know mm-hmm. kyle lowry is a fucking mm-hmm. badass uh serge Ibaka is still there they have dudes and they they can definitely make a trade i i have them as my third seed yeah okay uh who's your fourth seed Okay, my fourth seed is the Milwaukee Bucks.
0: Oh, hot damn. Cut that yeah. out. We're going to paste that on the Twitter sphere to cause a ruckus.
1: Yeah, so I don't think our one and twos are going to be the same. I don't think so either. <laughs> uh, I, I fucking hate this Bucks team. I really do. I just, I'm so upset at what they did. And oh what they did was sign George Hill to a contract that they didn't need to do. And that's what has really fucked them. If they hadn't done that, then they probably could have kept Brogdon and it wouldn't be a big problem at all. Um, And it's not that Brogdon is this world eater who like guarantees you a good team. It's just that he fits so well.
0: And he's very good. He was arguably their second best player in the playoffs. I mean, you could make that pitch.
1: Dude, it's like if I told you that their team was Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Malcolm Brogdon, would you have Chris Middleton as the second best player or Malcolm Brogdon? I'd have Brogdon. Yeah, me too. I just feel like he, I don't know, fits next to Giannis much better. I mean, like Chris is really, really good. (laughs) <laughs> like I feel like I've been shitting on him Just because I would prefer to have Brogdon Like I mean, really really good.
0: I'll say there are Chris Middleton haunts my nightmares As a Celtics fan Because there have been It feels like every time the Celtics have played the Bucks Chris Middleton just becomes unconscious from downtown And hits like 30 footers with ease And regularity Which is just crippling to me
1: Yeah some dudes just like get up for certain teams It's really funny Like, Or, or they just like sort of fit well Against them um, it's I mean Milwaukee I just don't think that they got better and I okay. think that their main competitors especially Philadelphia did, did. yeah no that's fair yeah oh, and like not for nothing but if any one of their like you know quote-unquote starters not counting Giannis but like all the other dudes goes down that team is gonna get fucking in trouble real fast
0: yeah That's fair. My fourth is the uh, Miami heat because Jimmy buckets is going to go on a fucking murder spree and carry this team as far as he can to prove that he is once and for all a top 15 basketball player. Yeah. Plus I like how this team is constructed. I I think that this is actually a pretty good team and I'm just enthralled with that. And we, yeah, we've talked about how, how much we are excited for the Jimmy buckets revenge tour. And I think it's going to be here in full force. I
1: <laughs> I think it's so funny that uh, as soon as he got there, he's like practicing at 3.30 in the morning and then the Heat start punishing players for not being in shape or for, you know, like, uh, Dion Waiters got in trouble for being pissed off the other well, night.
0: how long is Jimmy Buckets and Dion Waiters going to be on the same team together?
1: Well, I sort of thought it was funny because, like, if I were the coach... I'd kind of be happy about that because he like wants to be out there and he wants to fucking play. And it's like, I'm Dion motherfucking waiters. Let me go play. (laughs) Uh, I mean, you know, don't freak out, but like, whatever. It's (laughs) I, I want it to work out because I think waiters with Jimmy on the court at the same time would be amazing. (laughs) But um, I think, I don't know where he would go or what you could get for him. But I think Miami is going to make several trades. Oh yeah. And I think they're going to be really, really good. And that's why they're my number two seed.
0: Holy shit. Um, All right. Before you give me your third, your third seed, because uh, we've already talked about my third seed. I have the Celtics as my third seed. And the only thing I will say for them is just the fact that you now have basically recreated in my mind, this is what I am. This is the narrative. I love my narratives. I'm telling myself. You've recreated the Isaiah Thomas days where there aren't egos. There aren't players you need to like change your offense for that. This is, this is but a better version of that where this is basically Brad Stevens has open reign to create whatever he can on offense with, uh, litany of good players. Hopefully, you have Gordon Hayward is now even a more a year removed from his injury, so he's going to be more aggressive and better, and just wanting to prove that he is still a basketball player. Kemba Walker is going to facilitate this offense and want to show that he can take a team to the playoffs and have playoff success. And then you have obviously Jalen and Tatum who are going to be like, hey, don't forget about us. But I I think we're going to again see those times where I mean, remember like a couple of years ago, everyone was like, Oh my God, Brad Stevens could take any team and, and carry them to the play, playoffs. And then that right. didn't happen with Kyrie because Kyrie, you have to change your offense. Kyrie wasn't operating in Brad Stevens's offense. And I think that's going to change and that this team can actually go quite far under uh, if everything works for them. And so I'm hoping everything works for them, but what's your third seed? Well, I would like to say about Boston that I don't think,
1: that it was just Kyrie's fault.
0: No, it was Terry uh, Rozier, and he's out too. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> it was Al Horford's fault. It was he Al was Horford. God big damn it. What a fuck.
0: <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I love you, but, Al Horford. But, you know,
1: like Tatum's decisions uh, contributed to the dysfunction, and Jalen, you know, his offense, uh, um, There, it was... Like, a bunch of different things happening at once. And I think that sort of tends to happen with younger teams because all these dudes are trying to find out... Not Kyrie, but, like, Gordon Hayward is coming back from injury. He needs to rediscover himself. Like, the young dudes are trying to figure out who they are. Al Horford is there being like, maybe I don't want to play center. Um, It's a team that has uh, a sky-high ceiling. Like, if they... I don't think it would be crazy to think that that team could make the finals. Mm-hmm. I I really don't like they'd have I mean, to get like a to better center, but um, I think that it's totally possible if everybody's playing at peak, but anyway, so, okay. My three was Toronto and then my two is Miami.
0: So who's your two? Okay. you Miami at two. I love it. I have the Sixers at two. And I just sure. think, I think that it's, we've talked about injuries. That's always a risk with this team. And again, like, I love my tiers, So I'm thinking like eight to six, I mean, really like probably 10 to six. It's any one of those guys can make it into those bottom three seeds. I think five to three, those can be any order. And I think two to one, those can be any order. Clearly you don't have the bucks in that tier, but I have the bucks in that tier Um I think that just load management and I think that this team is still extremely good, but it all lives and dies by how far Ben Simmons can score. They are my number one seed. And here's the reason why
1: I think that they looked incredible last year with basically Simmons, not shooting and Embiid being sick and Mm -hmm. not really being used right in the playoffs, in my humble opinion, Uh, and then shooters and Jimmy Butler. Like yeah. I think they sort of have replicated that to a certain extent. Um, I love Josh Richardson. It's mm-hmm. so cool that he's on this team. God, it's so cool that he's on this <laughs> team. Um, everybody knows that we love Toby. And love then uh, you have uh, Al Horford who is like him and Embiid are, are Giannis stoppers. Like that's why Philadelphia wanted. Horford. Totally. He, you know, there's, they, i mean he's also an incredibly good player and will be great on that team um but he was they wanted him for a very specific reason like you are here to play the bucks in a seven game series right um and they have a a lot of defenders but they also just have a lot of length and height like they're enormous uh, they can switch it up on defense. It doesn't really matter. I think Josh Richardson is maybe the shortest dude in the starting five. Um, there's been a bunch of talk about Matisse Thibault. I liked Zaire Smith last year when he was drafted, and I think he'll be a good addition this year. I don't think that they'll miss JJ too much because I think that Josh Richardson gives you more on defense than JJ Redick did on mm-hmm. offense. Uh, if that makes sense. So I just think it's, uh, man, it's just a really well-constructed team. I think Simmons will be better. I think Embiid will be better um, if maybe he doesn't play as much, but maybe he does, man. Maybe he's one of the pissed-off players. He's like, fuck this. I've heard what everybody said. Like, I'm going to play 34 minutes a game and you can eat my ass. Um, Because, like, Al Horford is the old dude. Like, maybe he needs his minutes capped you know so uh i don't know i i just really love philly and i think that their defense like it could be pretty fucking good like
0: you know it could just be super i mean 2004
1: pistons good right just Just because everyone has length and they can just switch everywhere and it's you know who who else has a starting five like that in the east
0: no it's fair uh, can I make my quick pitch for why the bucks deserve the number one seed?
1: Yeah, of course. Cool. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, the, they have the, MVP, the only thing sure. I have to tell you, the only <laughs> thing I need
0: to tell you is just that Giannis averaged 27.3 points in the preseason on 23 minutes. What if Giannis is better? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Except his team is worse. And what if he misses some games and like they're maybe they don't make a trade. Um, I don't know, man. I'm so bummed out with this team. I really think they miss five. I just,
0: I don't know why I dislike
1: George Hill so much. Maybe, and I just don't care about Eric Bledsoe. I don't know. That's
0: fair. Eric Bledsoe, you don't need to care about. But Giannis, 27, 12, three, one block, one steal, and shot 36% from three in the preseason on yeah. 23 minutes. Like, dude.
1: Giannis and he's could, like the number one pissed off player in the whole league. Giannis
0: could he, Giannis could be easily back to back MVP and carry this team to I don't know sixty wins. If he wins back to back MVP, okay, like he's also an
1: incredibly good defender. Mm-hmm. If he won MVP and Defensive Player of oh. the Year, um, I forget who the last person to do that was. That I don't know who the last I mean someone's done that before. Um, he's just like incredible i there's he's still young too like he's not even oh God, entering yeah. his prime really so i don't know it's if he has a three point stroke then everything's different uh if he can make up for uh the lack of continuity cuz there are new faces there right. like even if they they're just new dudes the, it's going to take a second um so I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, just also, so you fuck know, fuck <laughs>
0: Milwaukee. I hope they're not good. <laughs> just so you know, Michael Jordan, Akeem Ilajwan, David Robinson, and Kevin Garnett are the only players to have won Defensive Player of the Year and MVP in the same year. I wow. I mean. Jesus, he could do it. He could do it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the West uh, at the eighth seed. I mean, I'm going to speak this into existence. I'm going to do it until I die. I have the Pelicans as the eighth seed just because oh, I wow. got to get, got to get this team into the playoffs. I have to. And I know that without spoiling too much, well, I'll spoil a lot, but I know that it, it precludes the Mavs. It precludes the Timberwolves. It precludes the, who else am I precluding? I don't know. Those are the top three, two guys who I was thinking of, but I got to get the, it includes the Spurs. I got to get the Pelicans into the playoffs this year. Just has to happen. Cool. The nice thing about conference imbalance is that
1: like, I think the East probably all looks sort of the same. Um, At least, you know, the top 10 teams, but there's like 13 good teams in the West. It's crazy. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So who's your eight?
1: Uh. My eighth is Houston. Whoa! Yeah.
0: Are you just here I, just to give really fiery takes? And so so the people are like, oh my God, this is a podcast that we need to tune in all year long.
1: Well, I just keep thinking about how weird the, for the, uh, the Warriors, uh, the Rockets have been over the past like 18 months. And it's sort of, Aligns with their new owner. Uh-huh. Um, I just I, I do like the team. I think it's a little shallow. I think that like they could weather Eric Gordon going down. They could even weather maybe like Westbrook or Harden going down. But you know, if Clint Capella goes down, then it's Nene, isn't it? Yeah, you know, like there's if, that happens. if PJ Tucker goes down, you know, there like Daniel House is already or Gerald Green is already out um i i kind of think they're thin um they started slow last year you know like everybody was ice cold yeah uh the coaching situation is weird it kind of seems like d'antoni is not coming back so maybe he gets fired everybody in the west is really really good and i am not convinced about their defense uh, I'm also not convinced that it's going to be easy at first for Westbrook and Harden to play properly next to each other. Like, you know, we're all hoping that they can. I just mm-hmm. think it's going to take a minute.
0: Yeah, that's and fair. So
1: I like. I know it's weird because everyone's like, "No, this team is built for the regular season." I totally agree with that. It. Uh, I would not be surprised if they were in the number one seed in the West. But I do sort of think that they're a team that's vulnerable. Yeah. but you can say that about you know like most of the teams
0: so whatever yeah they're my they're my fourth seed looking uh looking ahead but uh, so you didn't put them one that's interesting no i do not have them one yeah no, fuck, no. Em. <laughs> them, fuck them no cuz i agree with a lot of the things that you pointed out i just don't think that they'll have that much of an impact on them but they are they are top heavy and they are it's going to be how does Harden and Westbrook kind of vibe with each other? But I think that that's really not going to be an issue. I think that that's will be maybe like, maybe it'll take them 10 to 15 games to figure that out. Um, And then once it clicks, it'll be an offensive barrage. And this is a regular season team that will, you know, run train. Um, Who's your seventh seed? My seventh seed is the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, the Spurs in there. I know I felt sacrilege not including them into the playoffs since no matter sure. what Pop has on his roster, he somehow still continuously makes it into the playoffs. There's two kinds of people in the world, Pete. There are people that
1: trust the Spurs until we're proven otherwise. And there are people who keep saying, well, it can't just keep going. That's fucking crazy. There's and no such like, with Zion, it's just entropy like made physical. That's insane um you know it's just like the Patriots like yeah (laughs) how long can this fucking go it's 22 years for the Spurs that they've made the playoffs it is absurd
0: and they have a great team too like it's not it's not as if you know pop has got a bunch of scrubs and everyone's like all right well this is maybe finally the year that they can't like they they have a very good team I again we've spent everyone who ever talks about NBA has spent exhaustive amount of time talking about how loaded the West is and how anyone can make, you know, like there are 10 the 12 teams here that could all make it into the postseason. Yeah. And that's why I'm
1: just going to trust in pop sure. and the players. That's they fair. cause 22 years in a row, you know, Yep. Uh, there's and- a reason that's happened right their player development is par excellence they're just so good at teaching defense even though their defense wasn't as great last year like they're such a smartly well-coached team Um, their three-point thing is a zag when the rest of the league is shooting threes at a much higher clip but they become an average three-point shooting team in terms of attempts when DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge don't play, it's just like when they're playing, they're going to get their shots and their shots are mid range and in the paint. Um, but when those dudes aren't playing, then the Spurs are, or at least last year, they shot threes at one of the highest percentages in the league. In I, was, I was efficiency. just about
0: to say that. Cause calling out your, uh, eight sleepers article on fake teams.com. Go check it out. You mentioned, uh, the fact that the Spurs, while shooting the fewest three pointers, were one of the better had one of the better percentages from downtown.
1: Yeah. Bryn Forbes is starting for them and he was one of the most efficient three point shooters last year. And they don't have Davis Bertans anymore. But um, you know, if that breaks your team, then, then it wasn't really a team to right. begin with. I maybe mean i like Bertans. To be I'm totally he's on my watch list in fantasy for sure. Uh mm-hmm. he could get minutes in Washington too. I like him. Uh, But the Spurs also have dudes, their guards have enormous fucking wingspans. It's nuts. And I just think that their defense is going to be a lot better. I think they're a team that could make a trade. Like, I don't think Lonnie Walker IV needs to be there. I think that they could, you know, send some stuff. And, um, like, I don't even know who I'd want. But uh, I think that they were right to play LMA and to Marja Rosen to their strengths. Like we're not going to force you guys to be someone you're not like, we're just going to build the team around you. You, it, it's sort of like Philly, you know, yeah. like both those teams have two guys that don't shoot threes. And so they slow the pace down and they try to maximize the shooting elsewhere and they try to play good defense and it seems to succeed. And Brett Brown was a fucking assistant coach.
0: Popovich, right? It works. Uh I have the Warriors as my seventh seed. Uh just can't uh the Steph train does as much as it can, but I think that without KD and a very talented West, with clay Thompson missing a good portion of the season, that it's they sure. won't have a bad year, but it just won't they won't be their usual selves.
1: I believe in them a little bit more. Um I'm giving them the fourth seed, but uh, you know, all the what everyone is saying is true. You know, it it would be crazy to be like, no, 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 they're just fine. Don't right, worry right, about right. it.
0: No, 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 they're great. They're great. They're going to be uh, the number one seed and they're going to make it. Plus, I also, I am fully on board with the, once you've played whatever, five finals in the last five, you know, that weighs yeah. on you. That's exhausting. That's like a whole right. extra two seasons of basketball that they've played over the last five or six years. And they went to the playoffs the year
1: before that. Right. So like, and, and there's been international basketball while that's occurred, I think I, but I don't know if anyone's played anyway. Uh, they've played a lot of fucking basketball just like LeBron who went to seven straight finals or was it eight? whatever it it's just crazy how much ball these guys have played. Um, the thing about it though, is that Steph and Draymond, you know you got to protect your rep like they can't take the year off you right. know like they, I, they uh, have, yeah they
0: won't they won't i mean I just for think sure there's just a, a very talented west that they're surrounded in and then they don't have quite the pieces that they yeah once did. absolutely and you know like
1: for them to get the one seed i think it would probably take Draymond being defensive player of the year and right. curry getting the scoring title right maybe mvp um you know, it would just, and like stranger things have happened, you know, it's like, Oh, Steph Curry and Draymond combined to form an incredible tandem that knows how to destroy the entire league. Yeah. Like Steph still has the most threes, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, I believe in them like a little bit more, but that's, that's just
1: because I believe in the other teams a little bit less. I think. Yeah.
0: Well, I have them bowing down to the, uh, to a better front court. In my opinion, just especially with Clay out, as my sixth seed is the Trailblazers, because I have a hard time arguing. Oh, nice this game.
1: Yeah, I have Portland as my sixth seed too. Nice. There you go. There you go. I feel like that's,
0: I feel like that's just like a when I was doing this, I was just like, all right, cool. Trailblazers at six. That just feels right. And I don't know why, but that's just plug it in there. You're like, yep, this feels like where they're going to finish and there'll be a great regular season team that'll come into the playoffs. Frisky, maybe can throw a little bit of take a series or make the series a little bit of a little bit exciting, but ultimately probably won't make an actual finals push. It just sort of seems like they always um, outperform
1: their expectations though. I, you know, it seems a little bit weird to underestimate them now now that we've seen what they can do um like never count out dame you know yeah but i i of course agree with you because they're my sixth seed Interior six uh i really don't think that a i mean i'm just not a white side guy you know <laughs> like but i kind of don't can... think that a team with a son if he plays like he did when he was trying to get a contract three years ago or whatever then yeah great absolutely but you could
0: also you could also see the the him getting canter minutes and bringing more defense and still rebounds and offense that canter had and you know being able to thrive in that role like i think i don't think i don't necessarily feel like he's a step down from what they had with anus canter towards the end of the season
1: okay sure and i love that they got kent Bazemore. i think he's <laughs> a really good yep. addition to the team um they don't really have like a proper power forward do they but whatever that's uh, who cares that's semantics like yeah who gives a shit um they're another team that needs to make a trade i think they could be super deadly if they get the right dude i don't know who that dude is um and you know i felt bad about not putting them in the top four but that's i mean because i have golden state in the top four yeah. so uh yeah i don't know portland just i don't think that they got that much better even though i think in a vacuum i'd rather have kent bays more
0: than al farruc amino yeah that's fair all right before we go on we're going to take a quick ad break i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal All right. We are back. Uh, I have the Lakers as the fifth seed. Do you, where do you, what do you have at five? I have the Utah jazz. Ooh, see, I'm a little bit higher on the jazz than you. Uh, Okay. Sure. I have the jazz. They're my three seed. Yeah. Cause we, we spent a lot of time talking about them, but I, I like what they've done. You can't argue about anything they've done this off season. I mean, it's just another one of these
1: well-put-together teams. Yeah. I feel like these are teams that were designed to counter the Warriors, and they had to do it with, like, sort of in everything approach. Like, all of our our entire starting five has to be good. Like, mm. we can't have right. weak points. Right, You can't, yeah. Uh, at least in our starting five. You know, if the bench is thin like, whatever, we, it won't matter as much in the playoffs. We need five dudes because they have three fucking hall of fame maybe four hall of famers over there um and now that the warriors are walking wounded it's sort of weird to look around and be like oh yeah shit there's a lot of good players on like the
0: whole oh and the whole west is i mean that's why what makes the west so i mean you look at the nuggets you look at the clippers you look at yeah the lakers are pretty top heavy you look at the blazers to a certain extent but yeah but you can see you know the jazz the nuggets and the Clippers. spoiler alert those are my top three seeds but uh Like, they're all very well-constructed teams who have a starting lineup that really don't have a lot of holes in it. Dude, the Oklahoma City Thunder have three really good fucking players,
1: and if they were in the East, they would be a playoff team no oh, fucking problem thank the god the sacramento I you were about kings you're about have to tell me nice team
0: where you're top <laughs> in your top three oh, th- in the West. I, was I like, I mean, oh I no daddy oh, i was like no, yeah, they're gonna
1: they're gonna make a great trade
0: don't worry uh but you're totally uh, no, right the-, the the thunder the the kings any of these teams would be just easily easy Dude, playoff guys yeah, in, in the like West. come
1: on it's like it's a little bit sad, just oh, because totally you don't sad. get to see the. But on the other hand, you know, fuck it. <laughs> it means that the Pistons get
0: to sort of inch their way in <laughs> with a 500 somehow. record. So <laughs> yeah, crazy. Bad totally badger. playoff games. Keep telling Let's yourself. Fill those this. seats. Uh, yeah. So the Lakers. My narrative there is just uh, it's again it's just injury. It's ma- monitoring minutes. It's taking time for everyone to get uh, in sync on the same page. It's also the fact that outside of LeBron and ad who does this team have and if either of those guys get injured 12 well d36 now or oh, whatever his number nine it's nice not good job by the the tears Dwight Jesus not a, not a great uh not a great number choice Dwight um he's so, old. he's so he's wearing his age on his shirt he's such a gray bush um, <laughs> but uh but yeah, I just like if, if any of those guys miss time, if LeBron or AD miss time, then this Lakers team has uh, traded away all of their good, all of their young good players to the Pelicans. And they're doing really well in the Pelicans right now. So, well, maybe not. And as you well want the Pelicans time. in for sure. And I want the Pelicans in for sure.
1: Um, I am approaching the season as LeBron is going full Ragnarok. He's going totally to kill fair. the league. He's going to thrust his sword like a cavalier through its heart. Um. It's his time. I I think he's my pick for MVP. I think he's just going to fucking destroy everybody. So I am approaching the season as he will be healthy all year and he will play at least 70 games. And because of that, I think that they will be the number two seed in the West. Yeah. I
0: think that you you can't argue with a pissed off MVP LeBron having the Lakers finish anywhere outside of the top three. Like, I think that they can sort of weather having
1: Anthony Day. Like, the team makes a little bit more sense than it did last year, Uh but Kuzma's already injured, and um, if the Dwight, JaVale McGee, like, what I think they're going to try to do, their coach now is Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel used to coach the Indiana Pacers, and he's the guy that was coaching them when Roy Hibbert was a super good center Mm -hmm. and then fell off the face of the earth. But what they did is that they would um, sort of play old school and like try to get everybody to um, like drive the uh, offense towards the center, towards the rim protector. Like they wanted Roy Hibbert to be the end dude. Um, And I think that's what the Lakers are going to do. Like that's why they have two dudes who are, pretty good shot blockers and dwight howard and JaVale mcgee and i think they're just going to try to push guys to them yeah. and you know dare them to try to shoot over them um their perimeter defenders well, and they also have could Anthony be pretty Davis, solid a pretty a shot blocker Brown. too right yeah that guy's exactly. average. um fucking danny green is there you know like they have pretty yeah, good defenders like at like who do what they do yeah danny green's great like he's a totally important player for this team yeah. if he goes down they might really be in trouble strangely isn't he already but, banged up I, I mean everybody like Everyone, going I mean, to china was so wildly. fucking stupid that was <laughs> yeah. such a dumb idea like yeah let's just go do this and then go into the pre whatever um anyway i just think when lebron's healthy he's still the best player in the league and you know
0: that's fair that's why they're my number two. Uh, all right, so number four, I had the Rockets. You had the Warriors. We don't need to talk about those guys. Number three, I have the Jazz. I'm assuming, unless you are just a crazy man, I'm assuming you have <laughs> the Nuggets as your three seed? Indeed. Well nuggets. done. Deduced. I have, I have Good a master job, deducer, detective. Uh Which means That's we both amazing. have the Clippers as our one seed. Uh, let's, yeah. let's start talking Nuggets, because I have them as my two seed. You have them as your three okay. seed. We have spent lots of time talking about this team. Most people have, because this team from top to bottom is very, very fucking good. Yes, for and, sure. For sure. And if Jokic even sniffs anything near a step forward in progression, then like this team can be. I think I, there's easy. I would see this team much in my head. I think it's far more likely they finish as the one seed than they do the three seed uh just because i think if sure this team is so de- so deep there's so many talented players on it that even if players get injured they have guys who can very effectively fill those spots and they won't miss a step i also feel like they want the
1: number 1 seed and like the clippers don't need the top right. seed right you know so um denver like it's strange to me to think that Jokic won't score more like why wouldn't he he's just like a year older and a year better and a year smarter i think his assists could actually go up
0: which would um, just be staggered could can he yeah. average a triple double this year i don't think so uh I don't for think so this either, reason but it would be fun it, oh
1: absolutely but it would also be a team killer i think like mm. they because in order to do that You have to sort of design your offense Mm -hmm. so that it's always Jokic's decision. Like, Russell Westbrook was given permission by the Thunder to do that. They were like, when everyone else left, they were like, listen, man, you're our dude. We are going to make sure you get the MVP. You are going to get every fucking stat you want. Like, we're going to tell Steven Adams to give you rebounds. He will not rebound the ball off of free throw clanks. Like, they're yours. You can get those balls. And I, and people are talking about, like, Stephen Adams, his rebounding rate should go up this year, which would be really funny. Um, but it's, uh, you know, there's no bad position on the team. Um, they don't need Paul Millsap to play 80 games because they have Jeremy Grant, so they can keep him fresh. All the young dudes that, like, the only negative thing I can see is that they have too many mouths to feed in which case you just make a fucking trade. Cause right. plenty of teams would love to have, you know, uh, Gary Harris is the name that keeps coming up, but like Gary Harris and Malik Beasley and a pick for uh, well, Jesus. What does
0: that get you? That gets, yeah. Yeah. No, again, like there, and the thing is they wouldn't miss those guys. I mean, of course you would, but like, it's not, they're not, they don't people. need them. Right? right. Exactly. Which is just preposterous in, in terms of their depth. I mean, I would rather trade Will
1: Barton than Gary Harris. Um, i but again like who like brad beal isn't on the trade market anymore so who would you really be going after you know like you it never would have know. to be someone maybe igodala
0: maybe i mean yeah because you never know because you could have i mean you could have someone disgruntled halfway through the season and the team is like well got to move." you know there's all kinds of shit can can go down. Sure. Oh um, god, and they have Michael Porter Jr. and oh, who the hell knows if what he's yeah, going to be. Like he, right.
1: What if he's incredible? <laughs> this, <laughs> like like what if he's loaded?
0: This team is so fucking nuts, loaded. It's nuts, dude. Like they should just get an award for being the coolest and just the <laughs> best and the most well-built. Like good for you. Good for you for building this team. The Clippers also deserve this award because the Clippers also like perfectly built this team and I also Perfectly nailed that transition into talking about the Clippers. You really did.
1: Although I have this to say, I oh, would fuck, rather you're go you're to a Nuggets party than a Clippers party. Oh. Like, no hate on Paul George and Kawhi; they just don't seem as fun as a collective. That's fair. As like if you went to the house party at Nuggets, oh, I would you know,
0: like rage like a motherfucker with Jokic. Yeah. You know he does. Jokic sure. is the old school basketball player who chugs beers and shotguns cans like after a game and is like let's do this yeah he's like here this is some absinthe from you know like (laughs)
1: eastern germany from 20 years ago or something i've had 10 sips
0: of it already you're like oh my god
1: one sip of it and i'm puking dude and everyone there is just so cool and obviously it's Denver. so uh also the clippers are so profesh Mm -hmm. i mean i'd love to hang out with pat Bev and sweet lou but I don't know anything about Montrez. Montrez uh, is a uh, Doc Rivers is fun. Like, he's oh, cool. Yeah, he's a crazy fucker.
0: Uh, do you feel like we need to justify our pick as the Clippers as our number one seed, or should we move on?
1: Well, let's try to do devil's advocate. Why Why wouldn't okay. the Clippers okay. be good this year?
0: Quiet. Try, try
1: to make that argument to
0: me. Quai gets injured. Paul George takes a while to recover. I mean, it's all injury based in my mind, because I I honestly don't believe that this team can be bad because of how it's constructed, just in the same way that, you know, I guess to a certain extent, the Nets. But really what it is, is you've added Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to a team that has a fundamentally strong base, right? Somehow you were able to acquire those guys without giving up Montrez Harrell, without giving up Lou Williams and without giving up Patrick Beverly, which gives you still the solid core from what you had last year when they made their playoff run and playoff pit push. So other than like a catastrophic injury, I I don't see this team falling behind, like below the fifth seed in the West. Like, I think this team would be a high
1: seed in the playoffs, even if Paul George didn't play a single game this year.
0: Yeah. You know? What if he doesn't? Like hot take. What if they trade Paul George? Dude, what could you get for him? I don't know. <laughs> But what if, what if this was all just like a flippity floppity to just Paul George never actually plays plays for the Clippers. He just gets moved to the Clippers as trade bait for, I don't know, some player who's going to come in and like perfectly gel with the team. Zion. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> They're both injured. Just do it. <laughs> we'll even notice the difference. Just swap them in the middle of the
1: night. But like we talked a couple of weeks ago, I think about Kawhi maybe being one of the pissed off players. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's maybe the best basketball player in the world right now. He mm-hmm. certainly has the ring uh, to yeah. prove it. Um, I, my fi- my bold finals pick was a half peat. I think it's Kawhi and the Raptors. I think that it's Toronto versus the Clippers. Wow. And I think that Kawhi will get uh, finals MVP again against his old team. Damn. That is, he's that just is a, so good,
0: dude. He is I so also, good. I mean, he like, was, he, that playoff run was just, without question, he was the best player in the world during that playoff. Yeah,
1: and what if he doesn't need load management because he's healthy? Like, it's been two right. years after his injury. Sometimes injuries take several years to really heal from. Like, what if
0: he's 100%? you know, watch out
1: NBA. Jesus.
0: (laughs) I like how this, I like how this give me devil's advocate about the Clippers will suck. Just turned into us praising the Clippers
1: more. And it's also sort of like a fuck you to Paul George, who is also an incredible player. When Paul George is on the court, you have one of the best two way players in the NBA. And that's two dudes that can also like guard Giannis and credibly guard LeBron and, you know, guard Harden. Like, I think one of the reasons that we both have the Clippers is that we just think that they can neutralize the advantage that other stars usually have against yeah. teams.
0: Hundred um, percent. And and on the flip, and then on the flip side, there's only like they can cover the best players in the NBA, and on the flip side, it takes the best players in the NBA NBA to cover them. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, you know, if if they're playing Giannis, it's an even battle. If you're playing literally anyone else, Qui is winning that matchup. And they are another team that is
1: designed to have five good players at once because that's the only way you can beat the Warriors, right. except now there's no real Warriors. So instead, you have Pat Bev, who's one of the best offensive guards in the league. You have Landry Shamit, who's one of the best offensive guards, maybe, in the league, at least from three-point. And you have Montrez, you have Sweet Lou, who's just fucking dynamite. Um, The and they can make trades, like they have Evika Zubak for no reason, don't they? Yeah, because the Lakers are the Lakers, right? Like you don't need that dude. You like flip that motherfucker like it's a flapjack. Like they're goddamn. It's crazy that this team, which we haven't seen play yet, seems so certain to be so good yep i totally agree like i don't know anyone who's hating on them i i haven't read anything anywhere
0: that says that they won't be anything other than exceptional i don't think there is anyone who can't hate on them um all right so there you go there's exactly how the uh the playoffs will play out and well how the playoff, how the season will play out we don't know how the playoffs will play out yet that do you have your great. finals picks Ah, I need to see some basketball I I don't need to see basketball to predict how the playoffs will be like that's just I mean that's an easy prediction I need to see a little basketball I, I would I don't want to be obvious and be like Bucks Clippers but that feels to me or maybe I maybe the Sixers but it would I literally would hate myself if I ever picked the Sixers to win anything. You want to say the Pelicans versus someone. It's okay. Pelicans versus Boston. Pelicans, C- Celtics. Let's fucking go. What a
1: fucking cool finals that God, would, that would be, be, man. Amazing. Are you kidding? That would be Time Lord versus Zion. Let's go.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's Jesus. the key matchup. Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm all for it, but I don't think it would go in uh, in Zion's favor. Time Lord is just too good. It's cool that everyone
1: is so pro pelicans yes like i really think that that's a nice kind of um denouement to the whole anthony davis thing because it sucks losing one of the best players in the world and now they have a really or what we think will be a really fun team with a lot of potential and a lot of really likable players um so i think that that trade actually ended up working out pretty Pretty well um you know who knows how we would feel if they hadn't gotten zion but of course that was random right Wink, wink
0: hint hint yeah
1: give me a fucking break
0: um
1: good work nba yeah no they should have done that because that franchise got hijacked but then they made out like absolute criminals seems like but whatever like go pelicans everybody sort of wants them in
0: the playoffs everyone thinks they're going to be good too yeah, like they're not going to be a garbage oh, team because they are good, and they're currently it's eighty-eight, eighty-nine in the fourth against the defending champs. So tell me, really they good. interesting. Yeah, yeah Pascal seems like he was playing a little hero
1: ball. Or oh, who's Melly, by the way? On oh, New Orleans. Yeah, just draining
0: threes like a ball. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Who the hell is that man? <laughs> Get him on your fantasy team. There's my expert advice. Uh, right. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh Let's let's talk. Cause this is a term that you were throwing around earlier and it's something we've discussed and it's a term you've kind of, I don't know if you've established this, but we'll give you full credit for just establishing it. It's since the season's starting, we're going to pick fantasy boyfriends. And since this is, this is your term. I want you to explain what fantasy boyfriends is to you. Well, fantasy boyfriends pick you. You don't pick mm-hmm. them. Ooh, it's I like they're already decision. off to a good start.
1: Yeah yeah, 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 for sure. No, it's all on them. Uh, fantasy boyfriends are dudes you just can't drop, man. They don't, they just don't let you, you believe in them so hard. You can't break up with them. You have <laughs> to have them on your team. Even when you know, like there's some downside and there's some dudes on the waiver wire, you could pick up pretty easily and you could just, you know, throw them into a trade and things would maybe be better, but you have a sentimental attachment to them for who knows X, Y, or Z. There's no accounting for taste. Um, You can have multiple fantasy boyfriends at once. That's absolutely fine. And really, they're just dudes that you, if you saw them do well with, like, it would be like an ex-girlfriend, like, you know, marrying, I don't Mm -hmm. know, the king of Scotland or something. You know, like, you just, (laughs) like, you, you wish them well, but, like, if you really just shove some shit in my face, like, that's crazy. You married, like, the king of Mars. And now I'm just over here. Give me a break. You just don't want them to be LeBron's when they're not on your team. That's fair. so fair. that's fair. You just, yeah, you hold on to them. Um, I have, right. several you have several this year. How many do you year? have?
0: I have, I have, I mean, I have a laundry list in front of me, but I was going, <laughs> I was going on. I was, I wanted to know. I have nine. I have so <laughs> many. I wanted to know exactly what your definition of it was. And I like this and it's, shortened my list mightily i'm going under your your point of these are people who you maybe could think of cutting or trading like they could be packaged up and go but you're just like i'm going to ride this roller coaster through and through because i love everything about you as a player let's say let's give three guys let's each give three okay. fantasy boyfriends for this year and we'll try to keep it a little brief since uh since our <laughs> playoff predictions went long as we are want to do Uh, I'll start off my first fantasy boyfriend for this year. Unsurprising. He's my number one guy. Number one crush. I can't stop speaking about him and his greatness. It's Zach Levine. hundred percent. will never leave my fantasy team. I got him last year when I was just picking up a squad from someone who had ditched it. And I was lucked into him. And he's a beautiful man who has (laughs) so many highs and some mild lows but I will never trade him. I will never drop him. He will be on my fantasy team until this team uh, is deleted. He's, God damn, everybody wants him to have a really good year, you know? Like which is, which is like a little sad, or not sad, but it's like scary because when everyone wants something to happen, how often does it actually happen? Right.
1: Yeah, totally. If he's disappointing, that's going to be devastating and it's going to be like, oh, but I always i already brought him home for thanksgiving and now he's this loser um and it's also sort of like the bulls are his team Mm -hmm. so if they're bad it's his fault right uh even though you know like lori marketing can't play defense for worth a goddamn uh and wendell carter jr maybe he's not a dude that can play 75 games a year and maybe half the audience dies because of the boredom of Otto Porter. And maybe (laughs) Tomat maybe none of the point guards are good, you know, like Sadoransky was good as a backup guard and as a tandem guard. But if he's going to be asked to run the offense, maybe it just doesn't work out. I think it will, but there's no guarantees. Maybe Jim Boylan isn't a fucking Mensa genius, you know, like maybe he's just a yeller and he sucks. Uh, And also, this is a hot take but maybe the east will be better than we think it will be maybe Mm, people will actually play better maybe everyone's a little bit pissed off because they're like yo we're not you know trash like we're professional basketball players um so yeah i mean i think that's i don't know you, you can date
0: who you want to. That's Thank fine. You. You. I've brought him home to meet my parents and they approve. Uh, who's your top fantasy boyfriend or your first fantasy boyfriend? Because I don't know if you rank them. You you might not rank your boyfriends. I clearly have a hierarchy amongst my boyfriends, but they all know it. So it's okay. They've accepted the fact that I love Zach more. I just, God damn. I have so many fantasy boyfriends. <laughs> and this is the, you got to pick three.
1: I know. And I would just like to point out that like you can graduate to basically we're married Mm phantom like I'm married with Giannis. I will never let him leave my team. I got him for six dollars in an auction draft, you know, like right when he came out. He is mine, I am his, we will die together.
0: And that one's evolved from a boyfriend to, like, naturally, he as a player, too, has evolved to a marriage. Where it's like, you got in it at the right point where you were, you know, he was young, he didn't know exactly what he was or who he wanted, and you guys worked through your relationship troubles. Totally. And now you deserve him in your life forever.
1: Like, I worked while he went to basketball school. Right. I put him through basketball college. God, and also, he drafted America. me in his fantasy fantasy player draft. So, and he got me for pretty good value. So, yeah, we're, we're like, it's, <laughs> it's not even married. We're just, yeah, exactly. We're two trees intertwined, growing forever. Mm, delightful. Um, Beautiful metaphor. But he's not my fucking boyfriend. Golden no. Gary Harris is my motherfucking fantasy boyfriend. Oh! He's on my god, fantasy team too. Is he really? He's been stepping out on me.
0: How dare he? Oh, oh yeah. my god! Well, we're not dating yet, but I mean, he's pretty. Oh, cute. so it's just casual. That's worse. Ca- How dare just, you? We're just meeting at the bar <laughs> for a couple drinks.
1: Right when he tells me he has to work, right, like, exactly. I No, no know. We went into double overtime. I, it's fine. No,
0: did you not see? Sorry. Oh my goodness. Yeah.
1: Why have you been drinking? uh Gary Harris is so good god I really just want him to shine this year um I don't know if I want him to get traded or if I want him to become a mainstay of the Nuggets because I do feel like he's a really good uh combination with Jokic Mm, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I just sort of feel like he he matches that team you know um he's a really good defender uh, his efficiency was great a couple of years ago and then he was injured. There's a lot of dudes on the team. Like maybe his minutes aren't great. And maybe he doesn't, maybe he just had that one good year, but I believe in him. And I, you know, if he can do better than he did two years ago, then he might be an all-star.
0: Yeah, no, I'm i got him on my team because of how much praise you've given him and just how much we've discussed him on the pod and so i've uh you know i was the one who reached out and he uh he gave me the dot dot dots on my text and i was like all right we're in yeah he slid into your
1: dms
0: that bastard my god
1: i shouldn't have told anyone about him he's so good if you were a nuggets fan like a nine-year-old nuggets fan i think Jokic would be your favorite just because he's this big huge like funny cool Doober. dude yeah yeah but like who's your second favorite player on that team i mean, I mean it's not will barton God, no. <laughs> uh it's i think it's between jamal and and gary harris or, Yeah. I, I, well maybe beasley because of last year beasley's good beasley i like him a lot good.
0: he is good yeah um So my second fantasy boyfriend for the year, and this is this guy to a T is, is the definition of, I can't let him go because if he does really well on someone else's team, it will crush me. And so it's not even that I have the utmost faith in him. It's just, I am perpetually paranoid that if he goes to greener pastures, he will thrive and I will just be the salty ex-boyfriend who watches him thrive in a better relationship yeah
1: she's dating a dude with his own like observatory some astrophysicist with a cool car
0: and it's De'Aaron fox oh okay never let De'Aaron fox off my team because i just you see flashes of him where you're like oh my god this guy is so athletic can get to the hoop with ease and can just put up numbers with the best of them. And then he has some games where you're like, Oh dear Fox, you have done absolute shit for me in like a week. (laughs) What is going on? But if you were to ever, (laughs) ever become, you're so
1: demanding
0: all star. If you was to ever become an all-star in a season on someone else's fantasy team, that would crush me to my core. And I don't know if I would ever be able to recover from it. Like even Zach. Yeah. I, he is forever my my main bay, and that he will never leave my team. But if he if I had to trade him for a great deal, I'd be like Zach, go thrive, go do you, and and live your best life without me. If De'Aaron Fox ever lived his best best life without me, I would be crushed.
1: I feel that way about Justin Verlander. Like <laughs> if I had never traded him in yeah. my league, I would just jump off the planet. It just, there's just there's, sail away.
0: What's the point of playing? yeah yeah i'd go back in
1: time and get rid of myself because that's unacceptable like
0: don't fall in love then
1: you know like right. if you're gonna let him go then don't fall in love don't try yeah it's just De'Aaron fox is one of the funnest players mm. to watch in the hey, nba man. and i'm i'm a little jealous i should have put him on my team i but i didn't he's god damn he he's just so fast and so cool and he plays in such a it's not a reckless style it's so, it but it's very liquid and it right. sort of feels faster than it is it just feels uh, right i really like watching that team it's a lot of fun and i hope i hope they do well this year like i didn't put them in the top eight because i thought you know king's gonna king but um i if if they're really new and it's actually they've turned a corner it would be so cool to see them in the playoffs yeah totally uh last time they were in the playoffs was chris weber right i I will say yes i'm going to assume
0: that god that damn
1: that was a long time ago Long time ago
0: who's your uh, who's another fantasy boyfriend well jeremy grant obviously Mm, obviously yeah i should i
1: probably should have guessed that i know all the underlying stats are there. It's just, if he gets the minutes and I think when you have a guy like Paul Millsap, who you are going to want in the playoffs, like that team does need Paul Millsap in the playoffs. He's the only dude over 30 on the entire fucking team. I think it's like the coach is probably younger than him, Um, (laughs) but he's a guy that knows how to play, how to defend how to, like, guide teams through uh, down moments and quarters. He's just, like, they signed him, what, two years ago, maybe three years ago? But they they signed him because they knew they were going to have a young team and they needed someone to help them uh, really guide that team to their potential. He's, like, the shepherd of that team. He's Gandalf. That's who mm, he is. Nice. You nice. know, like... You, you abs- like your older men. I like it hey man Gandalf the gray <laughs> and then the white it's he's uh oh,
0: what was the brown wizard's name the dude with the uh, rabbits um oh, he wasn't I, in the movies well he was in the hobbit and I want to say rapidash but that's not it that's the pokemon oh Ratted. it Radit, but it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's something like that right right it is
1: yeah and then Tom Bombadil wasn't in the movies whatever this yeah. is going way outside <laughs> except that's how cool Millsap is. He could be look for me on the third at dawn on the third day, you know, and then it's Millsap riding down with all the horses. Like he's a dude you want in the playoffs. So I think they're going to try to like load management doesn't seem like the, the correct phrase for him. They're just going to try to keep him fresh. Like Tim Duncan. Yeah.
0: And so that would so turn yeah. give your boyfriend lots of time. Dude.
1: Jeremy Grant, Gary Harris, and Nikola Jokic so on the court at the your same time. This team is just yeah. the
0: Nuggets. You're just in love with the Nuggets from top to bottom. I love that team. <laughs> I love that team. <laughs> I Jesus. mean, it's hard not to uh, explain why, why you spent like, like 10 minutes talking about how they're the best team to party with. They
1: would obviously, if every NBA franchise threw a house party, the Nuggets oh. would obviously be the best one. You'd I clearly don't. go there first
0: and not leave. Yeah, I don't know. I'd hit up the Celtics pretty damn hard. Jalen and Marcus get d- down. I mean, like Tatum's got to go home early there for his kid, but Jalen and Marcus yeah. know how to do it. Time Lord
1: wouldn't show up till later. Thank time you. Time Lord would show up, but thank you very much. Well done. Well done. Good time <laughs> joke. Wait, which would be the worst one? Which Ooh. NBA house Ooh. party would Ooh. be worst? Oh fuck, that's a good question. I mean. All right. Would it be Miami? Because Butler's just sort of like, shots, <laughs> shots, more shots. Just in your face being like, you yeah. gotta
0: fucking drink this or you're a bitch. You're yeah.
1: Who like, can do more man. push-ups?
0: Calm down. Like, and Gordon Drogic,
1: like, is there but doesn't not the do anything. In and
0: environment <laughs> I want to be a part of.
1: Dion Waiters is like, I'm so good. I'm just so good. Why don't you get it?
0: Why don't you get how good I am? I could see I could also see the Lakers being like, I just feel like LeBron has this vibe of if you're not cool enough, he won't associate himself with you. And so you could show up to this party and he's just like, hey, what's up? Instantly judges you in five seconds that he's that you're not worth his time. And then he just go, goes and talks to AD the whole time. And you're like, um, Kuzma, how's life? <laughs> Kuzma's like, Let's Sup? have a conversation. It sucks. And you're like, all right, cool. Yeah, good I- story. I would
1: kind of rather hang out with LeBron in a non-party situation, you know, like... Mm, yeah, yeah. Because he's... I mean, he's the mogul. Like, he's right. a, like, global dude. So it's like, oh, well, could we have, like, a nice sort of boozy lunch and I can pick your brain and you can tell me shit? Sure,
0: totally. I would have, I would have a delightful bottle of wine with him and, like have a discussion about the where we are going as a society. But if I was like ready to rage and showing up to a party, I don't know if I would want to rage with LeBron. <laughs> but I rage obviously you could outrage anybody anyway. Yeah.
1: Like, ah, keg stands. Let's go, Denver. For, Come on. I mean oh, really, yeah. and really, then readily picking, available
0: bud. Right. If we're picking best NBA house parties, the only one that matters is whatever party J.R. Smith is throwing. I mean, I'll see you in Detroit, buddy. Is he in? Is he wait, can, Is he on the no, Pistons? No.
1: Oh, okay. I will. Yeah, but that's the house party I'll be at. With oh, yeah. Blake won't come because he's sick. Fair. Like Drummond will just sort of be sitting there trying to be happy and putting a <laughs> smiley face on everything. <laughs>
0: oh, geez, geez. That being said, if you're picking like old teams that you would want to party with, I would party with Ben Wallace in a heartbeat. Oh, sure. Well, obviously Rasheed Wallace is
1: the answer to Ugh, all of the questions. To every, every question. Every single question.
0: And you know yeah. what? He's a beautiful crossover because he's Pistons and Celtics, so we both love him. He, It's funny. Like, all
1: those dudes ended up playing for way more teams than I thought they ever would. Like, Shaq played for, like, Shaq six played, teams.
0: so many teams. I
1: can't believe how many teams he played for. He played for the Cavs with LeBron. That's so weird. LeBron keeps cycling through these centers, and they're all bizarre, man. Yeah. I can't Believe Dwight Howard is back on the fucking it's Lakers. So
0: preposterous. Okay, <laughs> my final fantasy boyfriend. Because otherwise, this podcast will be three hours long. Uh, I just want to say he's not my he's not my fan. I don't want to put him in this list because I don't think it's deserving. But I do think I have a I have a marriage developing with Luka Doncic Mm. since I had him on my team last year and I got him right as his rookie year. And so I feel like I could have what you have with Giannis, but I won't pick him as my fantasy boyfriend for this year. My fantasy boyfriend for my third one is going to, I'm taking even another definition of boyfriend. This is a relationship that I just keep kind of finding myself in and just being like, Oh, (laughs) sure. I guess we can start (laughs) this up again because why not Larry Nance jr just oh wow keeps appearing on my fantasy teams and i'm like i don't hate it and i'm kind of down to see where this goes i think the thing is is like he gives you boards and steals (laughs) and occasional scoring and so you're like yeah i could use those things and so i'll i'll keep you around and see where this relationship goes that's so funny. You move to Ann Arbor and you
1: immediately make like a suburban pick. I just want someone who's solid and, you know, want him is to, attentive. To occasionally gets <laughs> a nice steady things, job. And, uh,
0: <laughs> and, you know, he doesn't need to you be know, there all he the time. Puts the but... toilet
1: seat down yeah. and he remembers anniversaries. Larry Nance uh, Jr., just always appearing in my life. He's, dude he he sort of got a raw deal because he's definitely better than yes. um his rep in the national zeitgeist for basketball like if that dude if the knicks had him instead of the three Threaty backups
0: of, to, of power <laughs> julius have, jesus
1: christ <laughs> but or even if he was starting somewhere else like if he was on the wizards instead of davis burton's i think the wizards mm-hmm. would be like yo he looks really good i'm kind of glad that larry nance is here um he's a good player i i would like it if he was on my team i don't know what the Cavs are doing as i think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago but like they they don't have a small forward other than chidi osman yeah like they have a bunch of point guards good, good team building and a bunch of bigs and the only like actual wing that they have is chidi osman which That's doing it wrong. Just putting (laughs) that that out there
0: is not how you build a team,
1: right? You should have at least two small forwards. I'm not a doctor. I've never been a scientist, but I have read at least one book. You should have at (laughs) least two small forwards. I just think just, you know, throwing it out there. But anyway, the Cavs, man, they're, they've been playing with house money since LeBron won them the title. Um, I don't know if Kevin love gets moved cause I'm not sure what the financials are. Mm-hmm. Like you'd have to trade him for either a big package or another expensive player. I know everybody wants him to go to Portland. I want him to go to Portland too. Cause then all of a That'd sudden they amazing. would actually have a fucking power forward. Yeah. Um, and that would help them during the regular season mightily. Uh, I I have no idea. I think he would end up maybe playing center in the playoffs, but I don't know. But you know, he's like kind of wasting some years on Cleveland because they're not going anywhere. Having said that, they go- have good young players, including Larry Nance. So uh, I like watching him play. Like every time I watch his highlights, he looks good. Yeah. Uh, who's your Final Fantasy boyfriend for the year? Well, I have a new man in my life, Pete. Ooh. Yeah, he's he's a young one. Mm. Uh, we, we just met. His name is Siku Dumbuya. He's he's currently living in Michigan. Uh, he's a little hurt right now. He has a concussion, and you know I've been up all night. I I, I really hope he's okay. Sick. Yep, exactly. Here's why he's. It's not just because he's a piston, and not just because he was our draft pick this year. It's also because it seems like everybody else on Detroit's front court is fucking injured all of a sudden, <laughs> except for Drummond. So this is Dumbuya time, like. Just just jump in there, man. Just dive in head first. The water's warm and it's plenty deep and become the new Giannis and just take the Pistons to the finals where we will beat the Clippers. That's all that I'm asking is that you're one of the best basketball players who ever lived. And that's why you're my fantasy boyfriend.
0: I mean, that's that's not too much to ask. I feel like
1: Uh, it's. Like, a little thing, you know? Like, the Warriors have several championships. I mean, so do the Pistons. But Siku doesn't, and I haven't had one in a while, and I'd really fucking like one. So, so, yes, please do that for me. So I here's my you.
0: question to you. If Siku does become the face, the next face of the NBA, his number is 45 right now on the Pistons. Do you feel like 45 can be a face of the NBA number? Or is there a certain range... That the that numbers have to be in order to be a face of the NBA slash franchise number. Uh, Siakam has a pretty high number, doesn't he? He's forty. He like but the question He's is, forty forty eight. But is he is he truly like uh, Kyle Lowry still there? Kyle Lowry's in the twenties. You know, if you look around the league, KD might be the highest with thirty five. I've never really been a dude that attaches significance to numbers. Mm, like sure, sure, sure
1: um i know clearly that as you have multiple boyfriends yeah exactly i mean <laughs> we're all just one big happy family anyway right it's just like a big infinite continuum of interconnected things yep. uh but like i've never given a hot damn about numbers i know a lot of people do um and that they matter to some people to some of the athletes but like i've always thought that it's like aaron judge 99 you know, like, mm, sure. or agent zeros in basketball, like having a oh, weird like number zero. is cool like the because then it's like, yo, this is me, you know, like I wasn't drafted high. I yeah. wasn't, you know, considered to be, uh, you know, the number one prospect I had to earn all of this and I'm the fucking bomb. And that's why my number is, you know, 83. Right. That's a good pitch. It's a good pitch.
0: Uh, all right, let's wrap this up fave thing of the week natty what do you have
1: i'm going full nerd my fave thing of the week is my new book (laughs) i am reading a new kim stanley robinson book delightful uh published several years ago but he's one of my favorite authors 2312 i'm super excited to read it i've read everything else by him he's totally fucking awesome uh everybody should read him what's your fave thing
0: Uh, My favorite thing, I saw the NBA uh, TNT's Twitter account tweet out a video celebrating the 30th anniversary of Inside the NBA, and it was this video about uh, them talking about it, and I was watching it, and I was like, you know what? Shout out to that show being amazing and hilarious and the best, like, sports talk show game show out there.
1: Yeah, I like them because they – have the bona fides or bona fides or whatever street cred. Mm. Like they can fucking call players out and oh, challenge totally. them. And it's really cool to see that um because it's not like MJ saying that Steph Curry isn't a Hall of Famer. It's like they're talking about in game. You know, right. it's like I didn't like that second quarter. I want you to, you know, work on X, Y, or Z. And it's cool to see that kind of inside baseball stuff um like that's sort of what i wish the sideline shit would get into like i sort mm. of think just get rid of the sideline stuff um but they're i mean sometimes i don't agree with what they say and sometimes what they say you know doesn't make a lot of sense but shit you're on there for five hours or six hours right like, you gotta just talking fill, who cares fill a lot of content right what the important stuff is when they're talking about like real basketball players and things that actually happen you know when you're a player on the court and it's like no your footwork was bad like you have to Mm -hmm. work on that you have to work on that with your assistant coaches before practice every day it's not just like shooting a million threes like you have to work on how you defend people where your hands are supposed to be so yeah that shows great
0: yeah uh awesome well with the NBA season now officially started, make sure to subscribe Jesus. to Fake Team's yeah. podcast channel. Hit that subscribe button where anywhere you can find a podcast iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whole nine yards. Uh, follow us on Twitter at The Long Two Podcast. Interact with us. We are here all year to talk basketball. That's what we're here for. We will talk to you all next week. Natty, have a good week. You do the same, man. We're here till June. We're here till fucking June. (laughs)
1: Have a good one, man. Bye.